to the Wall of Sound podcast. I'm Liam Brandt, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Eli Martinez. Hey, how's it going? And our two very special guests today are Mark Valentino. Hey. And Trevor Humphreys. What's up? Today we're going to be discussing the incredibly controversial genre, black metal, and the ins and outs of the scene, and what we think are essential black metal genres, as well as underground or underrated picks. So we're going to jump right into this, because... Mark and Trevor are both black metal aficionados in their own right, whereas Eli and myself are more casual fans of the genre, but it's, you know, it's always nice to have knowledgeable minds on the show. So, Mark, how about you give us, like, a brief rundown of what makes black metal black metal? Um, to me, black metal, like, people would say that it's, like, a form of extreme metal or whatever you want to call it. And basically it's just like a bunch of blast beats and tremolo picking guitars, kind of like just really abrasive in your ears. And then like topped off with like shrieking vocals or like whatever. There's, there's so many different variants of it. It really depends on the band, but the most typical would be like, the satanic kind of worship but it's not always like that it could be like satanic or like nihilistic or you have the the far weird national socialist kind of shit and um it it could just be like really out there that's why it's so controversial yeah and they're they're not well many bands are not afraid to offend and do some really just pretty awful shit whether it's through their music or in live performances or even just in their personal lives, like a murder filled scene, uh, God knows what else, but in terms, um, of, in terms of weird, weird, uh, spiritual sacrifice, Eli, Eli. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a, that, that was a wall of harsh noise right there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a new Mersbau album. Yeah. No. That, that was a brief sample of it. <laughs> I, I do apologize. I don't know what happened. Were you, were you really close to the mic? I was not. Okay, must have been just uh, the audio, the auto adjusting to like you not talking or something. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Okay. Um, let me. All right, I, 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 I can pick up at subgenres. Okay. <clears throat> and in terms of subgenres, what's really considered to be a lot of the best black metal is like ambient black metal or atmospheric black metal or even stuff that combines shoegaze and black metal so it's like it's one of those genres where the straight up uh core uh yeah the straight up core section of the genre isn't uh, typically considered to be the best whereas there's a lot of room for adaption uh within it and that's where it really takes off especially in the norwegian scene it seems like it because they're the most intensely passionate from what I've seen. Norway yeah. is the most metal country of, of the entire world. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, they, it's pretty it's pretty fucky over there. At least like in the 80s and 90s when it kind of Thanks Bubbles. Started. What? Thanks Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Something's fucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, who wants to start us off in terms of their essential picks for black metal? 
I call not it again. All right. Eli. <laughs> now, how about we throw it over to Trevor? You, oh, uh, all you, right. you feeling, you feeling it? Yeah, sure. All right. So we're doing essential picks. Okay. Um, first essential pick would be, uh, dang, I forgot it. No, no okay. Uh, Dark Throne, uh, Transylvania Hunger. Um, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite, more, uh, classic black metal albums. It's, a. Uh, it's one. Of, it's one of the first, like, I wouldn't say first atmospheric black metal album, but it's one of the first ones that was like, like really vibing with me, and I feel like that uh, really kicked off that genre. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's basically just a lot of that like classic black metal sound, but they have a lot of uh, really cool like atmospheric sounding riffs. So it's nothing like, it's nothing like uh, modern black gaze or whatever with all like the reverb and stuff. It's pretty like straightforward black metal, but still very kept like very atmospheric. I was gonna say like, is it just like black metal version of U two? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> you just hear like Bono doing like harsh screams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? He already does that full time. Yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> Dark Throne's one of those names that's like one of the first things people bring up uh i've noticed at least in conversations about black metal as essential what do you think makes makes them like the absolute like yeah go-to for so many black metal fans um you know i don't know i don't know if i can answer that for like the most part but for me seeing as one of like the, the like one of the earliest black metal records that uh, like had as much kind of like atmospheric and like melodic still kept still kept very uh, gloomy I guess you'd call it um, uh, they're still like atmospheric in that way uh, I'm just like, like a huge atmospheric black metal nerd so seeing seeing that <laughs> record seeing that record and uh, just how early it came out and how just kind of atmospheric and melodic it is I don't know it just what like really, it come out? really vibes with me. Ah, I want to say, God, I don't even know. Oh, that was a. That's I'm an gonna awesome, say like mid mid nineties. Right? I want to say like like a late late eighties. Oh mid, wow, mid nineties. I want to say like late. No, it wasn't late eighties. It wasn't late eighties. Mark, you're a Dark Throne know. fan. Can you answer that question? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I don't. Most of the time, I don't really pay attention to what years they come out. Come but on. um. Again, definitely. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely, it's, yeah, it's definitely the early 90s, early to mid, or 94, like you said. Hmm. Oh, that is pretty early for some, some dope black metal. Yeah, well, yeah. like, that, that, that whole decade is, like, <clears throat> the epicenter of, like, essential black metal, if you look into it. it's Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's almost seemed to like wean off but bands like i don't know deaf heaven and wolves in the throne room have seemed to revive it especially more so in um north america like within the past like 10 years has seen like uh, i don't know at least from what i've noticed a much more thriving black metal uh trend in like here here in canada and the united states yeah, I was like, definitely... yeah, I was like, I was like, Liam, you're not in the, you're, you're in Canada. I'm in North America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been like a sudden increase <laughs> in U.S. black metal fans, <laughs> but um, within like the last 10, 20 years, but Norway definitely holds the torch for like 
the true black metal scene. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're not, they're much less afraid to to go there. Oh, exactly. Like they <laughs> yeah. they they will push boundaries like no one else will. Yeah. Yeah. Like um I I think there was a I was watching a documentary or it was like a, it was an episode of something but there was a uh there was a black metal band that came they toured in they're from Norway and they toured in like Mexico. No, they toured in the game, actually Canada. But they uh they after Canada they did some of the US but they got arrested because oh. somebody at the show uh noticed that their oh. they had they had a cross and on the cross there was a crucified uh corpse that was real. Oh, <laughs> dear wow. God. Dear God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But he was uh, the the body was donated by the band from someone from another Nor uh, Norwegian black metal band. Yeah, who they murdered themselves. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually I had no idea who it was, but and they ended up getting away with it, I think, because they ended up shipping it back to um, Norway, and there was like a lot of beef between it, to where like a bunch of different bands, it was passed on and passed on to different bands because it was such an iconic. Um, character in the black metal scene. That's Damn. that's interesting. I, I want to look into that actually. Also yeah. horrifying. Oh, absolutely. But not not wow. not outside the norm, and it's yeah, like, definitely not the worst thing that's happened either. It's it's hard to it's hard to support these artists because they do. The, the, in terms of black metal, they made some uh, incredible uh, stuff, but it really comes down to a matter of separating <clears throat> the art and the. Uh, I don't know the, 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 the morals uh, of the artists who yeah. Yeah, like it's it's not Which a lot to of... see stuff like that happen or hear about just like pretty terrible people who are in black metal bands. Yeah, a lot of recent music is very is very hard, or a lot of uh, recent music scenes are really difficult in in separating that factor too. And I think exactly. I think uh, yeah. I think black metal does it well. <laughs> I think I actually think a lot of metal does it well. You know, a lot of people that I know that are you know, into metal or they're into, uh, you know, any type of like subgenre or weird subgenre of metal. Uh, they kind of just like, I don't know who plays in the band. I don't really care. I just like, I don't, don't want to know. I don't want to know yeah. any of the personal ideals of like these people. Cause they're most likely going to be neo-Nazis. Like, Varg. yeah, <laughs> I think it's really interesting that like European black metal, like there's much more, controversy over there and like they've done more radical shit and like it's kind of it's kind of like brushed off with a slap of the wrist like oh that's bad blah 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 but we're not gonna do anything but then like if it happened here in north america um it'd just be like widespread news like dude in band does sketchy shit and uh, he they're like on the shit list forever it, it's really yeah, well, it's, it's totally like what? It was just recent international news, like that's whoever from a metal band was seen doing the like white supremacy thing. Oh, it was uh, oh, from Pantera. Pantera. Yeah. yeah, from Pantera. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it's an American metal band, and that makes big news. But like, then you get some of the most well-known black metal bands saying and doing like ten times worse things, and it's kind of like us oh, over in Norway, whatever. <laughs> but like at the same time. um we don't really know if they make a whole to do about it overseas. Cause like we, we just don't know their, their like news outlets. So like how they, 
how they handle it or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like completely different. Do it over here though. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Um, so what about your second pick, uh, Trevor? Okay. Um, second pick would be uh, Lantlos uh, Neon. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. But um, I, it's one of my uh, it's one of my favorite black metal uh, records ever. Um, argue, arguably, a lot of people have said it's like one of the first um, like black gaze records. And uh, I checked Ooh. it out. I checked it. Yeah, yeah. Quick, quick uh, rundown. Quick rundown for anybody who doesn't know what is black gaze. Uh, black metal meets like shoegaze, but it's also it's also like a combination of like post rock and basically just like pretty music mixed with you know black metal with all so the like, like the shrieks uh, and blast beats. So, so, it's like so avant garde really... core. No. Oh. Eli's just missing all the marks. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a super like <clears throat> hard clash in terms of genres because uh, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't like... say I wouldn't say it's one of the first uh, I wouldn't say it's one of the first slow atmospheric black metal or like first black gaze, but it's kind of the same with like Dark Throne. Like it's it's one that's like really defining and like really like earlier. And, it's uh, more it's more accessible. Yeah, it's very very much accessible. Um, that's that's also and, uh, how, how I kind of felt about like my pick too. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of a lot of this subgenre is very. I don't know. I, I'm. I mean, coming from someone that just barely started listening to this style, you know, like more intensely, becoming more <clears throat> of a uh, patrician with with this whole thing, <laughs> you know. Oh dear God. <laughs> so, said the uh, p word i did the say p the p word, p word. <laughs> that, that's the new p slur <laughs> continuing uh, no but uh anyways um yeah no it, you know like a lot of it's really inaccessible you know a lot of it is is very yeah. like very harsh to listen to i mean like grow it's, it's actually kind of weird because like you know growing up with like a dad that's in like power violence bands, you think you'd be used to it, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a really uh, difficult genre to to get into, but I think uh, when you fuse in the shoegaze elements, it becomes a little yeah. bit more like easy because it, it's got that like it's got that peaceful aspect to it. It's got that really cool clash of like beautiful dreamy sequences, and then just like someone screaming at you at the top of their lungs, but kind of like buried away in the reverb <laughs> yeah yeah about, about that uh that album is uh pretty like very accessible um the production on it uh it's not like the best ever but considering considering any like black metal record is really great and also the bass lines are like super yummy and uh super like, yummy yeah i guess that that's a word to describe it i guess but um there's like there's a lot of there's a lot of like swing drumming on it um <clears throat> It's it's a uh, in case anyone doesn't know it's like kind of like a jazzy style of drumming if you ever hear it but it's a lot a lot of that's on that record and oh. it's it's very tasteful. It's a great album for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean that that just convinced me that they're going to be my new favorite band. No, it, yeah, it's really good. Um, also, Nage's vocals, uh, Nage's vocalist. Uh, it's just like very super shrieky, but it's like it's not shrieky in like the usual black metal way where it's kind of like a like a quieter shriek but it's very much like a yell it's kind of like it's kind of like you're hearing in like terrible's throat or whatever it's really cool yeah though. like a like an actual like throat scream mm, yeah 
Sure. And what's what's really interesting about Lantlos and like the associated acts with it, um, the first two, I believe there's they have four albums, maybe three. The first few albums had Nedge or Nage, whatever, from um Alcest or Alce, however you pronounce it. But then on the the newest one, um the name just went out of my head. Um, it kind of took a total dynamic shift and it went from being like like black metal to lush shoegaze oh, with like oh, yeah. clean vocals. It's I, I honestly I yeah. love that. Yeah, I, need, like, I, I need yeah, I need to discuss that record or like talk about that record real quick because that, that pulled is, the pianos become the teeth. Dude, that yeah, is essentially yeah. That that last record of Lantlos is one of my favorite records ever. I don't I don't know like what happened. No, it's it's like right after they kicked they they literally they like kicked out Nage over email or something. But uh they made this record like right after they kicked out Nage and um it's 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 all like it's really really great production. Um yeah. it's it's kind of it's like it's like a post rock album, but it's very much rooted in like metal um and it's just it's just nothing but uh clean singing on it there's no there's no screen vocals on it but it's such it's such a phenomenal record oh like, yeah absolutely i i'm i'm not very happy that, like not many people know about lantlos in general but you know any anyone who thinks like anyone who thinks like deaf heaven or whatever created like black ace needs to check out lantlos and to to pitch in the name of the album it's melting sun i just remembered yeah. it melting sun yeah that's a dope album name too. Speaking <laughs> of not many people knowing about Lantlos, what would you say is another underrated or uh, not popular black metal record that people should check out? God, you put me on the spot. All right. <laughs> would it be Woods of Desolation? Uh, I mean that that's very much underrated. And uh, oh, oh, you're talking about underrated? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm Jeez. sorry. I thought you told me to name another essential. I was like, dear God, I didn't prepare for this. No, no, no. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I transition did... into your third part here. Okay, yeah, yeah I misheard you. But um, yeah, definitely uh, underrated would be uh, uh, Desolation Torn Beyond Reason. Uh, this is, this is uh, my favorite record of like all time. Like It's my favorite like ever. Um, it's definitely... It's definitely um, it's nothing like I wouldn't say it's anything groundbreaking or like, you know, super like influential or anything. But it's definitely different. Um, it's definitely different than a lot of the other like atmospheric black metal and black days records I've heard. A lot of a lot of the chords are very much kind of like kind of like dream poppy chords in a way. I don't know. You just kind of gotta listen to it. It's very it's very it's very simple. Uh, just like the playing and all. There's not too much to it, but. Um, when you like when you just listen to this record it's just super it's super emotionally powerful especially in the first song like you you hear this and uh like when the vocals come in you kind of like i don't know that sounds super pretentious right now but um you definitely hear what he's kind of like going through in a way and you definitely you're kind of like experiencing a story in a way i'm not sure to explain it but it's definitely something i think anyone who enjoys uh, like any kind of atmospheric black metal or black ace needs to check out. Yeah, Woods of Desolation. I've, I'm pretty sure Torn Beyond Reason was the first album I heard by him too. Yeah, and I was just like super blown away. And I forget when that album came out. I, it came out within like the last 2011. Okay, yeah. yeah, that was definitely the first album I heard by him, and I was just like, whoa, this is really good. And then um, I just looked into his catalog more, and it was like really, it was really like. 
each release was st- similar but different, in my opinion. And I yeah, really, that I really so enjoy deep. that. All this stuff so before Tornbreak. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm into philosophy. What can I say? <laughs> all this stuff before Tornbreak on Reason. I'm, I, I don't. I can't vibe with it at all. Like it's super, it's super like lo-fi and like it's very yeah. messy. I don't, I don't know what happened. Like the re- I forgot what the record before that is called, but that that one's like super messy and like lo-fi and just I don't enjoy it. But then like the album after that is like really great production, like really great songwriting. It's just like he did some kind of like shift into that sound and yeah, I don't know. It's amazing. I the like record. the lo-fi kind of stuff, like the other yeah. solo projects, like Zaster and Leviathan. I, I dig that kind of stuff. Dude, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I dude, love, you just good. gotta love you with some Leviathan, dude. <laughs> yeah, Levi- the, okay. Levi- Leviathan's great. Um, but like he- hearing that shift from that sound, like I, if I, if I'm uh, in terms of like Woods of Desolation expectations, like I can't, I can't dig that right after hearing. You know, torn beyond reason, or as the stars, which is record after yeah. that. Just oh, like, as the stars is beautiful. As the stars, yo, it's like I can't, I don't like it as much as uh, torn beyond reason. It's not because it's I think it's like worse or anything, but it's just simply like I don't know. It's like you know you know how when you first hear something, it's like it it resonates with you more, and uh, it just like resonates with you a lot. You know, yeah. Like when you're little like and you can't, stop, you can't stop listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just it's just with me like that like that's the first record I heard from him and that's the first one I like fell in love with so it's really hard for me to put any of his other records over that yeah yeah for sure huh yeah that's well, a great band in general <clears throat> yeah you know you know I think I think um, sprinkled between the two uh, black metal nerds I think we should you know uh, you know get our very normie list from like me going. <laughs> or Liam, I don't know if you, Liam, do you want to go? go? No, go for it, Eli. Cool, <laughs> I'll get you, mine man. over with. I'll get mine over with, so that way I can, you know, not talk about any more black metal because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> um, well, okay, so like Matt Hiles, hashtag R.I.P. in peace. You know, he's like dying, coughing up a lung somewhere right now. Oh, yeah. um, get, get well soon, Matt. We, you're in yeah. our hearts. But he, he, he referenced somebody to talk about Panopticon, uh, which I am doing now because I actually went and listened to them. And um, I just I, I'm really drawn to bands because of their band names without even listening to them. So like like so Panopticon was dope, and then I listened to the album Roads to the North and it was not entirely black metal, and that's really what I loved about it. Yeah, Panopticon <laughs> is really interesting. Like it's it's black metal and like, acoustic folk. Yeah, well, like I think, that's I think some of the best parts in the entire album are the parts where you know um, he has he actually has uh, a couple of guest artists come in and play cello and violin and yeah. banjo on the album. And I think some of the best moments are the transition between like. You know, like the 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 whole like first seven minutes of the song being an acoustic folk track, and then like the last two minutes just being a straight up black metal track. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's That's you know, a really cool and, blend. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It, it really blends well, and especially because it kind of takes the element of like because uh, his 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 brand of like the black metal is uh, kind of uh, lo-fi too, like as in like the drums sound at least and. 
I don't know, I guess the vocal style is kind of, you know, um, I feel like it's not as shrieky as, as other black metal. Yeah, for sure. And Panopticon, like, if you if you go into the music never hearing a Panopticon and, like, kind of familiar with black metal, know how it goes, but then, like, you just turn on Panopticon for the first time, it really throws you off that it's just, like, not straight up black metal like the, the acoustic parts and stuff like that it, it's yeah. a it's a total game changer yeah and I, I i i actually within within you know the 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 day or so of me being able to you know pick an artist and everything and i only have one pick because everybody you know has two picks but this one pick for me is, is just like it blew me out of the water honestly especially with like i i understand like especially because it's a solo project and dude is talented but yeah. it's a whole nother level with like it's like yeah you can play black metal but it's also you can play gorgeous finger pickings you know and and uh you know uh, you can arrange really really beautiful uh folk melodies and things in, into a song and still be able to have it be totally just metal as hell yeah <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean, I mean that 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 release definitely, and it it, it is I, I I think it's pretty atmospheric, whether it actually be, you know, an actual atmospheric black metal band or not. I think it sets up a tone, and like the album cover is like woods, it's like a forest in like snow, you know. And when I listen to that album, it definitely brings that kind of tone to the album. Yeah, I really like that album cover a lot. Yeah, I agree. You and your photography. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> go check out mark valentino photography to look at pictures of people playing instruments that are really good yeah and also pictures of that. stuff that are not instruments i do that sometimes yeah and then uh my underrated pick was kind of uh it was also from matt hiles mm-hmm. r.i.p in peace um you know uh we came out like tigers and they're you're, actually you're scrams band they are a Scrams band, but they're blackened Scrams. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, but so like he told me to listen to them and I listened to them their first release. I listened to I always listen to a band's first release to their front. Like as if as if listening to, you know, the original all the way up until now. Yeah. Um, but so like I listened to their first release and like their album cover was so aesthetic and aesthetically pleasing and I loved it so much. So like I listened to it and I was like, Oh, this is just emo violence or scrams you know and it's like okay so but when does the black metal come in and he was like no no no, you have to go later 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 so like i listened through the rest of it and then and then when uh ageless and lack came in it was like it was like symphonic black metal early abigail williams yeah <laughs> and, and i was like oh okay and it was yeah it, it I mean, it was still like I guess like his vocals became more shrieky, and uh, they just developed you know better production and decided to actually play blast beats sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but um, they're also a band from the UK, which actually I don't really hear a lot about black or black metal from the UK. Yeah, it's not really like popular over there, as far as yeah. I know. Same thing, yeah. Same thing with like uh, with Scrams too. Even off like kind of an off subject, but. Those yeah. kinds of you know like more subby sub subgenres of other subgenres. It's kind of you know they're kind of a 
an afterthought over there. Yeah. To go off on a tangent about like the the symphonic black metal, symphonic yeah. bands, like just as an over an overall term, it, it I don't really dig it because like I feel like there's a time and place for everything and like symphonic orchestra kind of stuff i don't think it really meshes well with black metal or death metal or whatever so like it, it, i don't know it, it, it's very hard for me to listen to and like get into but I probably over time i'll be like oh this is pretty cool and i get why it's there uh, it, it, it just it rubbed me the weird way when i when i first heard <laughs> like symphonic black metal and shit like that but what, to each when their I own. first when i first thought about symphonic metal at all I thought about um, like I, the only thing I can ever think of was the which it, which it, his his production is impeccable, but Attack Attacks early stuff <laughs> <laughs> how it, how it's it's just how breakdowns and then it has <laughs> because I'm giving a reference to what I thought uh, like what symphonic metal was, oh. but then I learned what other types of symphonic metal were, which were also actually terrible, but symphonic black metal is actually pretty cool. But um, yeah, so that's that's we came out like like tigers, and I keep wanting to say we came out like wolves, but it's not. Wolves in the throne room. Who I'm gonna be talking about? Hey. Yeah, hey. and transition to Liam. Oh, smooth. Yeah. All right. So I'll jump right into my first essential pick, which is Diadem of Thirteen Stars. If I pronounce that right. Yeah. You probably didn't. You de- you definitely pronounced thirteen stars correctly. Good job. Nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's my wolves in the throne room. And I'm like a pretty casual fan, but I got into these guys, uh, pr- pretty late on. But in terms of their sound, they're like, I, I we've been throwing around atmospheric black black metal a lot, but they're like, to me, what I um. Like, if you were to take a black metal band and you were to put them in, like, a really lush, beautiful greenery scene and, like, and and it's during, like, springtime and, like, birds are chirping and it's a really nice day (laughs) out, but they're, like, you know, being black metal. That's kind of what this album's like. Like, it's it's kind of, like, the album cover itself, like, totally conveys the feel of it, which is like this mountainside with a waterfall and it's all misty and stuff. Yeah. So it kind of looks spooky, but at the same time, it's, it's pretty beautiful. And there's like a lot of darkness and like aggression to the album as like, you know, that's what comes along with black metal, but it's, it's got, no like, way. it's, it's got your like even post Rocky elements and your really kind of cool, um, like, yeah, like warm atmosphere to it. And I think that's very not typical for black metal, but it's, I guess would be something that's coming in with the new age. Cause they're a pretty recent band and also like North American if I'm not. Yeah. They're but, from Oregon. I want to say, yeah. yeah. So Pacific somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. So, so, you, so you can hear that like very much in their music that they're not like hailing from the same places. Uh, a lot of the other, or, or, or even uh, time it's very like a modern take from a different, like less, satanic perspective but still yeah. like as you yeah. know uh all terrifying as the genre can be <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're not wrong it is pretty terrifying when you yeah. like look into like yeah. the older stuff and it's just it's it's crazy how like there could be so many different kinds of black metal like like you said kind of like happy black metal even though that makes no sense but i can totally <laughs> see what you mean by that 
They yeah. call themselves Cascadian Black Metal. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I think it's. Do you think it's in reference to like, like you know, like the waterfall because it's a cascade? It, it could be. That's probably what. They're or maybe, for. or maybe they're just really obsessed with the house artist Cascade. Ooh. Wait, where's 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 Oregon? Like, like is it like nowhere, what's that? What's that about? nowhere good? <laughs> Like, where is Oregon? Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find this out because I looked up the definition of Cascadian, and it's like all the way to the left of the yeah. U.S. I'm trying to figure out where Oregon is. Cause... That is where Oregon is. Okay, then that to makes the sense. Then. <laughs> yeah, it's, on the, it's, it's it's literally the Pacific Northwest. Oh, cool. Pacific Northwestian black metal. Okay. That'd be yeah. that'd be a cooler name. I think. No, Cas- Cascadian I think sounds. Ca- Cascadian makes sense. I fucks with Cascadian. Is that is that like a is Cascadian like a like Cascadian black metal? Is that like a whole genre? Is that something they made up? Well, it's, it's like saying up. like Midwest emo, where there's like four bands. <laughs> there are tons of Midwest emo bands. Yeah, yeah there are tons of them. What are you talking about? No, but yeah, like, okay. but the same four I talked about over and over. And yeah, over. exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, is is that all there is to say about Wolves in the Throne Room? I I, I know at least Marks, uh, you listen to them uh, a bit yourself, right? Yeah, I was gonna go off a little bit about them. That Mark listens to everything in the world, dude. <laughs> He's <laughs> no, heard of band. What's What's great about Wolves in the Throne Room? They're another uh, band that like totally changed their sound over the over the years. Yeah, like yeah. they released a straight up ambient drone album, and then like their early stuff was lo-fi black metal and seeing that is really cool and like them and Ulver they're like perfect examples of that because like Ulver they started out as like your typical black metal band but then the stylistically they just evolve or like change the sound over time to the point where they can do like a collab with Sun like the like yeah. pinnacle drone metal band ever and yeah. I, just, I find that so cool that like bands can change their sound and make it work yeah yeah absolutely i mean i mean what i what i like about them though is that they uh they kind of still somewhat keep like a traditional black metal sound but they very much uh they very much combine it with those atmospheric and like beautiful aspects of like atmospheric black metal while still keeping it like something that uh, traditional black metal uh, fans can totally like vibe to yeah and i'm pretty sure wolves in the throne room um they released a double album, but not really a double album. Like you're supposed to listen to them on top of each other. Like the the ambient album, I, I'm pretty sure it's Celestite or less whatever. And then you get to listen to like the one before that or after that, like on top of each other. It's really interesting how they did that, and like it flows perfectly. Yeah. Their last record was wow. just like the, the, those last records were like insane. It's all like it's it's completely synth based, but yes. It's really cool. It's really cool music. You know, speaking of that, I actually want to jump into um, the artist I chose as my underrated pick before I go back to my essential. Um, do you guys know Dark Space? No. No. Ah, okay. Well, it, it's one guy from Dark Space. Uh, his project is Paysage d'Hiver, which just means winter landscape uh, in French. And. <sighs> You're the one that's from Canada. You should know that. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> this guy's this guy's from uh, Switzerland, and he started off with his first album, Die Festung, which was just like straight up 
uh, ambient. And I went into that album thinking like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's like atmospheric black metal. Like that's what it says on like Wikipedia or whatever. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, all right, this is a cool like 10 minute ambient intro, but like, where's the black metal at? <laughs> and I listened to the whole album. I was like, that was beautiful, but where are the uh, blast beats? Yeah. Where, where's the blast beats? So I skipped where are the 11, eight blast beats. <laughs> uh, I, I skipped later into their uh, self-titled, which is considered their like essential. And like that, that was really good. I wasn't feeling it at, as much, but it's, it's very lo-fi and incredibly, incredibly aggressive. Um, but it makes it uh, work that well. But what I wanted to talk about was uh, their album, Shatten uh, Gang. And Shatten Gang? So angry. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, so the, the artist's name means winter landscape. And that is... Passage d'hiver. Th- that, that is their, their, like, theme. Because, and you look at all their album covers, it's all these kind of winter landscapes. But Shatten Gang is, at least how I hear it, just this furious blizzard in the middle of like a a dense forest and that's kind of what the album art is conveying but it's first of all it's it's really lo-fi uh produced so you already get that like harsh wind howling noise to it but then he brings in like it the second song starts out with like sleigh bells like slowly being uh, jangled and then halfway through you get like vicious like these wolves snarling at you but when it is just like blast beats and loud guitars it 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 does sound like you're just you're absolutely dying in the middle of this blizzard and how i like to interpret the last song is this it's a slower more ambient song like he's going back to more of his ambient roots and that's kind of like death like you have frozen over and the storm has passed but it's like the end of the oregon trail yeah (laughs) So it's sure. basically <laughs> Why it's not? basically it's basically like a dark morbid Christmas album. Exactly. Yeah, if if you wanted mm. like a Christmas feature yeah, a Christmas album by a black metal artist, but that's kind of their whole discography. Like it's all pretty um or his whole discography. Like it's all pretty uh winter themed and Shatten Gang came out in 1998 and they're still going like uh today with you know, the very like it's it's still like satanic and dark but i i just really love the idea of listening to what it's like to die in a snowstorm because that's pretty like that's pretty metal that's pretty swiss yeah. as well <laughs> grim and frostbitten yeah i, I um no, no, highly recommend it to you guys i don't think anyone here has listened to it right i'll totally no. check it out for sure yeah i'll check it out it's no, so it, contradicting though like a, a black metal christmas you know it's like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> not exactly christmas but yeah no the sleigh bells definitely threw me off but they're they're super eerie like they're really really fucking creepy that sounds yeah, cool I, I, Check that out. yeah it sounds really cool and interesting i definitely want to look into it all right and, ba- and back to my and say that i'm never going to listen to it all right <laughs> you do you eli whatever man <laughs> no i'm, um, I'm gonna I, it, it's interesting as hell actually yeah and i mean it's not for everyone like it's not uh, that accessible of an album being just so loud and terrifying but if i, I could force myself to it. listen to death grips for six months then i can force <laughs> and I, I can then i can get into this band yeah all right <laughs> give it a shot uh. um but a band that you won't need to get into because you all know them also well one of my essential picks was um deaf heavens old uh new bermuda <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, <laughs> and i didn't really want to go with 
um, Sunbather, even though that's like their magnum opus pinnacle album. Um, but I, I wanted to go with New Bermuda because it, it was the album that got me into them. Like I, or got me into black metal in general, which, you know, seems it, 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 like I was pretty late to the party, right? Like that just came out last year. <laughs> I, I can hear all the true black metal nerds like yeah. so pissed off right now. Like, fuck you, Liam. That's not real black metal. No, no. It, I'm, it, it, I'm trying it, to keep it a loud groan right now. It's, it's such like, okay, it, no, no. And I'm saying like, it was a good transitionary piece because it's not like, it's not black metal, but it, it introduced yeah. me to the concept of listening to someone scream at me uh behind like bl- blast beats and like, yeah but but it was it was beautiful at the same time uh i think it's like if you're someone who is really super foreign to the genre and you're interested in it i wouldn't start with you know um wolves in the throne actually i could start with wolves in the throne room but i wouldn't start with like dark throne because like that, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's that's way too like much of a a wall to I can I completely over. I completely agree with you there. I can, I I can pretty much say I kind of like accidentally got into black metal um cuz like some some just was, tripped and fell into, yeah, into black metal. I fell into <laughs> fell into black metal. No, no, but um like Sunbather was the first uh you know quotes heavy quotes uh black metal record that I listened to and um I started working kind of like working my way easily into you know the rest of black metal uh, i think i think i think for the most part uh, a lot of people are going to need to start backwards because you know i don't i don't think a lot of people are going to totally vibe at first with the you know lo-fi and screechy and you know satan 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 kind of thing so I, I think i think i come I, <laughs> I completely agree with you there and it's an exceptional album by itself it may not be true black metal and i feel bad nah. for putting it under my essential black metal picks because it, it is it's very like it's baby's first black metal as album. you should little tykes <laughs> first black metal yeah exactly but it, it, it's 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 great and if you don't love it you you need to you need to love you it. need to start loving it now <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i don't like that record actually i am not into I, it I, at you're, all. you're you're not you're not in the minority like i know a lot of people who uh aren't all that into it but it's because no, you're I mean, a true I, I cult love... fan dude <laughs> no nah, dude i honestly like most of the black metal i listen to is like black gaze and atmospheric i'm not a true cult nerd but uh i don't know that record that record for me is like a lot of things that i loved about death heaven were kind of like thrown away and they focus on this like heavier record and i it's 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 not a bad record by any means but uh it's not my like favorite record at all i do like one of my favorite things about it is like the production though because it's super warm and like everything mm-hmm. was recorded to tape and the drums sound amazing on that uh it's a good yeah. it's a good record i'm not my favorite ever though well it, it's not like it doesn't sound like them it doesn't sound like deaf heaven trying to be heavy like deaf heaven trying to make a, a true black metal album but it, nah. it, it's also not very clearly not sunbather too yeah it has yeah. it definitely it has it still has that deaf heaven vibe but it's not yeah it's you're right it's not sunbather too it's a, it's a, it's a good evolution but i'm glad it's not sunbather too because like as much as i love sunbather if they tried to do it again it would kind of lose its appeal really quickly yeah, yeah. no I, I agree what are your what are your thoughts on that because i know you love uh you're a big deaf heaven fan mark 
Um, before I get into that, I kind of want to go back when you guys were talking about how like Dark Throne wouldn't be like the first band to listen to and like whatever. I'm the exact opposite because I I got into black metal shockingly enough at a really young age because I remember it's between third and fifth grade. This Jesus. kid, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? This this is really interesting. This kid, I was I was in some summer camp, and then this one kid who was like two years older than me. He was he was just showing me different bands because like I grew up with metal like. Dream Theater was the first band I ever heard, and I was already like kind of into metal and all that. Um, okay. He he just showed me some bands. I remember he showed me Scar Symmetry, um, some other bands, and then he he threw like Mayhem and Dark Throne my way. And I'm just like, we we were sitting, I forget where we were exactly, but he showed me on his phone or whatever, like Mayhem and Dark Throne. I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting. I didn't get it at first, but like I kind of listen to it more every day when I was at camp and we would just hang out and I, I got into it then and there. It, it's really weird. You would never think like, oh yeah, I got into black metal at summer camp. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Those two things don't go hand in hand. We have yeah. like the alpha patrician here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I thought it was really weird. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I, I think I can top that and I've talked about this earlier, but I, uh, I was born to, to power violence. I was born into a power violence throne position. There you go. I win. Nice. In the power violence throne room. Yeah. Uh, there's no. There's. There's literally no throne room to power violence. It's like four bands that actually mean anything. Manifest being one of them. But um, going back to talking about Death Heaven. Um, I've been into Death Heaven for a while, like since uh, Rose of Judah came out, and Third. and like that that album. George's vocals, I personally prefer that over Sunbather and New Bermuda because, like, it's much more raw. Yeah. But that being said, like, if I remember correctly, he said that, like, he was really untrained in that kind of vocal style. And then that's why, like, he sounds more higher pitched now. But I just love the the raw emotion that follows it on Roads to Judah. And, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He well, said he was, like, untrained. While yeah. Rose to Judah is like a great album, I don't think that vocal style would work on either of the uh, the next albums, though. Like, oh, I absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially especially the Sunbather. Uh, that that like the old vocal style he was doing uh, definitely wouldn't fit in the mix with uh, with like Sunbather in the newer albums. And I totally I totally believe that like whole untrained thing because I was watching like like early like 2011 Deaf Heaven performances and yeah. uh, George was George was like doing really terribly. Um, he could not scream for that long at all. It's just kind of like, like gritty, like throat screaming. And honestly, Ouch. even now, um, he can't really, uh, he can't really hold it. Hold the yeah, he can't. He can't hold it. I was watching. I was watching that one uh, where he's like with Randy Blythe, and I, I didn't realize yeah. it till I saw Randy Blythe there. But uh, he was going for like really long, and uh, like George's like, you know, kind of like short screaming. Yeah, like, I'm not even talking shit. Like, obviously, vocals like that can do a number on your throat and whatever else yeah. is connected. I'm not a vocalist by any means. But <laughs> it's, it's like, it's it's really, I don't know how to put it. Like, it's cool to see that they can do it for the album, but then understandable that they can't do it live on tour but every day of the tour. So, like, I kind of... I kind of give respect to those who can manage yeah. that long doing those kind of screams, but at the same time, like the album is a little more special. I am, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, 
I mean, it's also the mix too. I mean, live it doesn't sound nearly as great as it does on the album because of uh, of like how pushed back it was. And I was reading, I was reading about Sunbather the other day, and they did some kind of special thing with Sunbather on the vocals, where like they they did some kind of like reverb treatment to it, where they like played it out loud in like some cathedral or something. I'm not really sure what I'm. Uh, I'll have to look more into that. But that's some kind of cool. special thing with the reverb. It's really cool. I remember. I remember I watched the the Pitchfork video when they played their fest or whatever. There's some bands that just shouldn't play in outdoor venues because of like their acoustics. Because like Def Evan is a huge wall of sound band. Like everything wall is of sound just, podcast. <laughs> everything <laughs> everything is just like in your head, in your ears, and it kind of defeats the purpose when you play that kind of music in an outdoor yeah. festival where everything also, just also seeing them seeing any black metal band out in daylight is kind of hilarious yeah it just like makes head, sense head, head to toe in black and, <laughs> and just oh you know it's a nice summer day going to like fucking open air in germany i believe or like uh any other weird or really cool festivals out in europe you just see these black metal dudes like yeah, we're black metal, and it's like broad daylight. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's so awkward. I saw this like live video of like liturgy playing, and it was like in this outdoor venue. And it was so awkward. I saw them like I saw them in this new perspective. Like they were some kind of like dad bar band or something. <laughs> it was weird. There's not, not not that liturgy sounds like that, but just looking at that, it was just it was awkward. Sun updated their like band photo pretty recently, um, and it's yeah like. I love those photos of them like in the in their cloaks like climbing up mountains and shit and it's all like lo-fi yeah. and they're like mysterious. And then like one of their more recent photos is just like them and they're in broad daylight and you can see their faces and stuff and it's like, oh, you guys just look like, you know, like Metallica Dude. with black robes on. <laughs> what's what's really cool about Sun, um they started out as a two piece. Stephen O'Malley and I forget the other guy's name it just went out of my head. But Brian then Stevenson. there we go. And um, they over time they got more members. And then their vocalists. I don't know if it's on the albums, but live they got Attila from Mayhem to do vocals. It's really cool. Oh yeah. Oh, good transition, Mark. Would oh, you like to true. tell us what your uh, essential picks are. Um, I'm just going to say them all at once because like, they all kind of intertwine with each other. Um, my first one is Mayhem's De, uh, De Mysterious Dom Satanas. Uh, the next one is Dark Thrones, A Blaze in the Northern Sky, and then Bathory's Under the Sign of the Black Mark. The reason why I picked those because like anyone who loves black metal will tell you that like those are the quintessential albums or like, some of them because like people mayhem specifically people will say that like they kind of shape the overall sound or to be that asshole aesthetic of black metal but um i kind of agree but what i don't agree with is the vocal stylings because in some of the tracks you hear attila's kind of like what i like to call goofy operatic vocals and like it'll throw you off guard in a heartbeat if you're just getting into it now yeah and yeah like in in theory it's pretty cool but i'll be honest it's kind of hard to listen to but you just mm -hmm. you just like grin and bear it and get over it uh, i kind of loved it I, I don't know what it was like it is like it is a matter of 
like accepting that there is no like you're not gonna listen to this and be like oh these are traditional black metal vocals or like oh these are you know real a real nice listen but there's there's such like a dark like mysterious and disgusting band yeah (laughs) disgusting is maybe not the right word but but you get it and you listen to these vocals and and it sounds like he's like sometimes like he's like gargling blood and like spitting it out in your face and shit yeah especially live i've seen them twice both with watain when they did their um uh i forget the name of the tour but they they toured together twice um he he like does it perfectly live and it's just like i'm I'm listening to the recording and um going back to the album i picked d d mysterious or whatever i can never pronounce it but um that if if i remember correctly that was the first that's their first full length and then that was their first one with attila because before that they had um they had dead on vocals and i'm actually dead and euronymous i always get them mixed up but uh that was around the um around the time when they both died and then attila took over and then he just yeah, remained that, that album was delayed for like 10 years or something no they it was recorded in 87 i want to believe but then it was like finally it was finalized and put out in 94 yeah wow and i'm if i remember correctly like Mayhem has gone through a couple of vocal changes and then like they got Attila back within the last like five or ten years. Good call. He's so like he he, he either makes or breaks that band like you either, yeah, he, you either he, listen he to it and you're like this is terrible I'm never listening to Mayhem again or you're just like I love Mayhem because these vocals are so unsettling and incredible. Yeah, he's kind of he's what makes Mayhem more abstract from other black metal bands. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point of those vocals, though. Uh, that's that's especially why I love like DSBM. Um, they're, yeah. they're not pr- they're not pretty sounding vocals. They're not supposed to. It's supposed to like really express that uh, emotion and like anger or sadness or whatever they're feeling. You know, it's it's a uh, it's like a raw form of uh expressing whatever that emotion is so it's never it's never pretty but it's it's like it's it's the truest yeah and and then there are people who like absolutely hate that like take ghost bath for example like when i first when i first heard ghost bath i thought it was just some guy just shrieking in some kind of asylum i I was like what but i i really like the music and i thought that was really i thought that was like a cool twist on depressive black metal if you want to even call them that yeah i I would consider them that with like a black gaze mix there there are vocals uh those type of uh uh those type of vocals i'm not sure how to explain them they're basically just kind of like really high-pitched yelling i don't know uh there's there's this yeah uh, uh there's this more accessible i don't know what it is about it but um theirs is more pushed back and it's kind of like very reverbed and far away but theirs is a lot more accessible if you listen to if you listen to like araxis or something yeah uh those those are like not accessible at all and those are gonna be really weird when you first hear them but uh after you listen to that for a while you kind of realize like how actually great they are and how good they are for the music itself yeah for sure i remember when i first heard moon lover because that was, that was the album i think i think that's the only release that ghostbath has as far as i know but um when i first no. heard it they have more i don't know yeah, uh, they have uh, they have funeral and they have their self-titled ep i honestly haven't listened to them in a while and i i haven't really 
looked into them, but like Moon Lover, I remember when I first heard that, I kind of thought it was like SpongeBob screaming with a lot of distortion. <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah. sounds so shitty, and like I don't mean it <laughs> the negative way. Like Moon Lover is is a great album, I love it, but that's it's just like amazing. one of the first. That's like one of the first things that came to mind. That's what everyone says about um, Page Ninety Nine. Oh yeah! Especially if you listen to if you listen to um, <laughs> I forgot the first song. The first song on Document Eight, uh, you'll you'll hear SpongeBob come in, and it's like it's so it's so similar to when you hear SpongeBob go like Gary, you're gonna eat dessert <laughs> and you're gonna like it. Like it's so similar to that. It's so it funny. does. Holy sh! <laughs> oh my god! Uh I, I, I wanted, I, I wanted to talk about Moon Lover so bad, but I, I couldn't put it on like overrated or essential because it's neither of those. So that that is such a great record, though. Yeah. I really, I encourage anyone who um, who is into like atmospheric or black gaze to check that out. It's oh, it's cool. really it's it's especially it's it's accessible for people who like aren't into metal either. Uh, especially the first song, it's very. It's very like atmospheric and uplifting, but at the same time, kind of depressing. But uh, a lot like anyone could listen to that. Really, it's cool. And to give a special plug slash shout out, my uh, my friend Randy, he did the video for Golden Number, and it turned out really cool. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're in New- Nebraska, and I he's in uh, I, I think he's also in Nebraska. So, uh, oh no, no Ghostbath is, is North Dakota. Yeah, I was gonna say, and he's in um, Nebraska, and I guess he drove out there. Or they drove out to him, and uh, they did the video for Golden Number for, uh, and then that's when they got signed to Nuclear Blast. That's really cool. Uh, when I first heard about the concept of that video, I had I had no idea how to, how that was gonna go if they were even gonna be in the video, but it actually turned out like really cool. I didn't hear that there was gonna be a concept for the video. But uh, I'll, I'll totally look into it. Like I saw the video and I really liked it, not because like I'm friends with the guy who did it, but like just what was going on was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was like I, I was worried that like the revealing of their uh, faces and all was gonna kind of ruin the whole band and like aesthetic for me. Um, but actually, it did. Uh, I don't know. It just looked really cool. It it really it really did vibe with their aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Aesthetic. Tumblr culture, yeah. Yeah. Can we can we play that Macintosh Plus song like behind every time someone says aesthetic? Yeah, like a three second <laughs> clip just in the background. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I okay, I don't want to go off a tangent, but I, I like I, I wanna I want Macintosh Plus to be good. Because <laughs> like I listen to, like I, the, the first little bits of like their songs, and it's like, oh, this is awesome, and then it just gets so bad. Like I don't know. I unironically listen to Macintosh Plus. Maybe, maybe you just have bad ears. Hmm. Yeah. You're not, and you're not acknowledging real music. <laughs> Macintosh you're Plus not really black metal. <laughs> <laughs> true black metal. <laughs> yeah, they're true cult black metal. Oh man, I was I was hoping we'd go that go this whole episode without saying that. <laughs> At least we're not discussing it. Maybe. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your underrated pick slash picks, Mark? Um, I could, picking albums for the for underrated was kind of hard, but for these two, I wouldn't say they're underrated. Like no one knows them because one of them definitely has a huge cult following, and the other one they kind of. 
fall off the face of the earth for a while. But the first one I picked was Kralis, uh Years Past Matter. And that album, Kralis as a whole, they have like the they have a really cool cult following. And uh, what's cool about them, for me at least, they're from Brooklyn or somewhere in New York City. And then their guitarist, Colin Marston, is also in Gorga. So they have that. But um, Kralis is a really special for lack of better term black metal band because like you you can hear elements from Gorguts and um and all the other projects that they're all involved in and then like the the vocals you got mick bars like high street uh shrieking and then you got nick mcmaster's um low guttural type vocals and it's just really cool and the like at the same time or like a, uh, um no like over overlaying but you hear okay, yeah. m- Mick Barr does most of the vocals, and then like uh, Nick does his sometimes. But I think on Ig Her, the most recent release, not including Hyperion, which was recorded in 2013. Anyway, um, I think if I remember correctly, Nick McMaster did more vocals on that, so it's kind of like the lower guttural esque vocals, which is pretty cool. And what I find what I find interesting is Mick's vocals because like it's 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 something that was never really done before but it's still shrieking if you if you take a listen you'll understand what i mean it's it, it blends really well <laughs> and i'd recommend years past matter as like the kralis album to listen to for anyone who's, who wants to get into them oh. and then the other album i picked was fell voices um regnum saturni fell voices they're they're like in your face harsh black metal i saw them i saw them in uh june i think um they this this venue i go to had this three two or three day fest and they were on one of the days and i didn't know that they were a two-piece it's a it's a bassist and a drummer and what's what was really cool about them they didn't use mics they just like screamed on the top of their lungs and like it was so it was so cool and i i didn't know what to expect um and i was i I wouldn't say i was scared i was just like whoa because i remember at one point the 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 bassist and vocalist he just got like right up in my face like like yelling at me like what like i did something wrong but it was just like it was just so killed his cat (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly it was just like so raw and nihilistic it was really really interesting to see but uh fell voices is really cool that's that's pretty insane i've yeah. uh i've experienced i've experienced that before i remember um when i was like 11 and i saw landmine marathon mm-hmm. at like at like a uh at like a skate shop and it was really crazy because I don't know if you know who they are, um, but she was like in like 2000, like I think it was like 2009 or something. She was voted like sexiest woman in metal, and she's like, like I don't understand why that's a thing. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's metal. I don't, it's it's metal yeah, culture. I guess. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. So like, uh, at one point, because I was standing in the very front, and she got right in my face and grabbed my shirt and started choking me and was screaming in my face. Wow. And I was like, I was like, wow, you're incredibly beautiful, but also like, 
this is really scary because I'm 11. And then, <laughs> and then she pushed me into the circle pit oh, that wow. was right behind me. And then that, then the rest is history. <laughs> and now, and yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my experience with, uh, my first uh, mosh pit. Nice. <laughs> I also kind of want to plug in a couple of other, um, bands. No, you that... can't plug, dude. You can't plug. Too, too fucking bad. But, um, like that, I <laughs> wanted, that I wanted to list, but I, I didn't think they kind of fit for this. Um, they're so hideous, which are a Brooklyn based black metal band or s- I... symphonic, whatever you want to call them. But Ooh. I liked, I really like them because, um, uh, Brandon, he, uh, the guitarist, he orchestrates everything. Like he writes all the music and like, it's just so beautiful and the composition and like the final product is so it's satisfying like their early stuff when they were called so hideous my love um that that four track ep it's just like one continuous song i'm actually like all of their works is like one continuous song and it tells like a story of some kind but then but then fast forward to 2015 when they released laura steen that's just like it's it's not even like run of the mill symphonic black metal. It's like some true special shit right there. Yeah, I I, I remember you posting about them a few times. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll, pick... I'll jock them forever. <laughs> yeah, I but I picked up on them a while ago, and I I do they they they're I didn't know it was one dude that kind of did everything like. Well, I mean, it's but... one it's one dude who writes everything, but it's a it's a yeah. piece, but um. Yeah, Brandon. He, I, if I remember correctly, he's classically trained as well. So he kind of he he got the orchestra together. They like on lower scene. They have an actual orchestra, which is really cool. Um, the, he he came up with all the parts, and then I think I'm pretty sure he writes all the music. And then I don't know if he like writes all the bass parts and the other guitar parts or whatever. But he's like the main songwriter. As far as lyrics, I'm not entirely sure. I think the drummer Danny writes them or. It's one of the what well, someone does, but um, it's really cool. And the Laura Steen is a concept album, but I don't remember off the top of my head what it is. But I think it has to do with like the last seven minutes when you when, like when you die, your your brain is still active for seven minutes or whatever. And I think it has to do with that. But um, huh. the the concept behind that's really cool. Yeah. That is pretty insane. All right, that's a that's a good note to finish up this episode at. We want to thank everyone who tuned in and who has listened Woo! for this long to yeah. the Mall Sound Podcast. Yeah. We applaud you. Thank you for tolerating all of us. And we hope you learned something special today. Yeah. And if you enjoyed it, you know, give us a like on SoundCloud. Give us a good rating on iTunes. That's always Make sure to rad. like and subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, favorite, no. comment, subscribe. We don't have a YouTube, but like, yeah, you know, if you're on iTunes, really giving us a good rating helps uh, push us up those charts and getting more listeners and spreading the good word of music. If you want to join the discussion over on Facebook uh, and talk about great music with some great people you hear on the Wall of Sound podcast, uh, you can do so over on the Wall of Sound Facebook group. It's a, it's a wonderful time. If you want to... Check out the hosts individually. I am at Spilt to Bill on Twitter, and Eli is Imaginary Eli. If you want to check out Mark Valentino's photography and or general social media shenanigans, uh, where can they do that, Mark? Um, listeners. Well, I I take pictures for Heavy Blog is Heavy. Um, 
for I post all my stuff on Instagram and that's just my name, Mark Valentino. And then on Twitter, I'm Mrak Valentino. Just switch the R and the A. Little Mracky Mrak. Yeah. I just want to favorite and I, I want to favorite and retweet everything you ever tweet, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Me getting on Twitter was an accident, but I don't regret it. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and Trevor, what what would you like to plug? You got you got projects. You got any games, yeah. Trevor? <laughs> Eli, Eli, boy, you you look like the moon from the bear in the big blue house, boy. I don't know if you've ever, ever seen that show, but you look oh, like that moon, boy. Anyway, I'd like to. Uh, like Did you roast him last time? Yes. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was like, oh, you, you got the, yeah, you look like Dylan from Tiny Moving Parts. So now I'm getting him back. <laughs> but um, no, I would like to. Uh, am I allowed to plug my own project? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, no, first I would like to plug. Um, I would like to plug sadness. Um, uh, is like from Chicago or something. I don't know. But um, de- uh, current depressive black metal, really great. Uh, just called sadness. Look them up on Bandcamp. Check them out. It's like one of my favorite uh, black metal acts ever. Uh, we just did a uh, my my band an open letter. We just did a split with him, and uh, it's the best record of 2016. Um, oh. So check that out. Facts. Hands down, like that is that is objectively true. Yeah, no, it is objectively true. We're both. Oh, okay. uh, no, uh, actually, both actually both bands are uh, both bands are millionaires. And that's all from us today. Thank you for listening to the Wall Sound Podcast, and we'll see you next time.